Hey, 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 you're listening to MMA and Beyond. We've reached almost, almost 20 episodes. This is episode 19. Thank you so much, everybody, for participating, for sharing, for letting everybody know that we talk about not only MMA, we go beyond. We go beyond sometimes, a little Absolutely. too beyond every now and then. <laughs> but we do, we do. We appreciate everyone leaving uh, five-star reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much for those of you who are following us now, MMA and Beyond, on on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, knowing that we're posting not only little videos of this podcast you're listening to, but also we're, we welcome your comments. We welcome your questions and topics, uh, especially for uh, sometimes we have a segment of the show in which we cover topics. Uh, so we welcome those type of those comments if you want to participate. This is your show. This is our show. I've got the great Ray Longo. If there is an encyclopedia of combat sports, mixed martial arts, it's Ray Longo behind the mind behind, a common denominator behind uh, not only a, a small gym with a large amount of professional and, and acclaimed fighters, but also 100% of the UFC's biggest upsets. Ray Longo next to me, always a pleasure to have you, sir. Hey, Steve, let's not get carried away, but it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Tony Fight Shape Ricci. Yo, yo. What's up, my brother? Always. We get a lot. I would say the majority of the questions we get are somewhere geared towards you and and the science behind and the mechanism behind weight loss, weight cutting, and peak performance. So so thank you so much for that. We've got in studio MT Rasig, who also (laughs) chimes in. Always. (laughs) Who also chimes in? And this ain't one of the times. Yeah. So <laughs> they're cutting cut off your mic. Yeah, already, yeah. Yeah. already yeah. the yeah. big hook. If that uh, doesn't give you a hint of where we're going, you, <laughs> you'll be directed yeah. as to when yeah. to speak. Yeah. <laughs> we have cue cards. Empty uh, Resig. Who? Side note, folks. Uh, we have a group uh, text uh, chat, and he sends my own quotes on the uh, chat. So. Thank you for that, sir. And no one picks up on. <laughs> wow, no one picks up on. Thank you Literally. for that. And Brendan Ryan. Hey, Brendan's a stand-up comedian. We had the opportunity to see one of his shows. You're super funny, brother. I'm glad that you're in. You're part of the Bunch of Savages podcast and, of course, the Adult Baby Show. Welcome to MMA and Beyond, brother. Thank you so Adult much. Baby. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Great. Good to have you. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know how much I'm going to contribute, but I'm just happy to be here. I want to hear. Let's... I want to learn a little bit. I'm going to... Uh... Brendan, let me ask, let me just tell you something. <laughs> yes. The more you speak and the less empty <laughs> Rasek speaks, you're contributing a lot. That's all we got to say. You'll be Brendan a big contributor. Said to me. He's, he's yeah. looking forward to the Beyond. Let me tell you something. Brendan, that's a big contribution. Oh, boy. Brendan, so you have no... Fight experience, well, no, no, no. experience. I don't know that much about it. I I remember. I, well, I, I watch like the big fights, but like I just, you know, I I don't know. I do. I I don't know much about it. I enjoy it when I watch it, um, but I don't know nearly anything. Is it, when you, you watch, is it mostly a social thing? So you don't yeah. really follow it. You yeah, go to definitely. A party yeah. or someone's house who's watching. Yeah, the big I fights. like. If if there's a if there's a big fight happening, like I'll definitely like like uh, you know go and watch it. But yeah, it's Brent, not Brendan. Don't, yeah. don't again. Don't worry. He yeah. says I'm an encyclopedia. I can't even spell encyclopedia. So <laughs> yeah. But the other good thing too, Brent, is you'll fit right in with most of the athletic commissions if you know nothing about fighting. <laughs> wow. So You're that'll work good. perfect. All right. I like yeah. Sam. Good. Right. Good fight. Shape. If there is anybody that I have learned, over yeah. here. well, if I have learned anything, uh, uh, Tony's been a friend of mine. But if I have learned anything, is that he does not tolerate any sort of. Uh, 
a, any sort of loosey goosey with integrity <laughs> or anything. So he shoots yeah, right into it. You, you want to get him fired up? You talk about anything political? Oh, anything yeah. political? Just or, mention or, Republican or Democrat. There and is he no goes, party that wants to get him fired up. You do not want to get him fired up while he's sleeping. His triceps are doing push-ups. Yeah, I don't want to get him fired up. That, he scares that, me. One hundred. Ninety percent of the men in this room scare me. Have so you ever? I'm, have you ever trained? Ninety percent, not a hundred percent. And you're sitting next to the ten percent. Yeah, don't worry. I wasn't gonna say it. No, but he'll hit you in the head with a nine iron. His tendonitis prevents him from training. Chronic. So, Brendan, have you ever trained any martial arts or anything like that at any point in your life? Steve, does it look like I've trained anything? (laughs) Come on. We can answer that by looking at me. I'm on Jenny Craig right now. Is is that what you want me to say? I'm on Jenny. My mom put me on Jenny Craig. It would do most of Might help most of these guys make weight. I I I got to tell you, the thing worse than I'm on Jenny Craig is my mom put me on Jenny Craig. There's no video, but he really is a he's a spitting image of Tank Abbott, right? He is. That's a compliment, man. Is it? Yeah. Tank's one of the pioneers. Yeah. Pioneers. Tank Abbott. Yeah. That's why I, I asked heard that. Because you, you, no, like you could of be Abbott. badass. This is Tank Abbott. He was a fighter. <laughs> you look like you could be badass. A lot of people say that, but I'm a I'm a pussy cat. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> on Jenny Craig. Oh, no. Not on Slim Fast, but on Slim Slow. I know. Right. Listen, <laughs> did you catch any of the fights, Ray? I this certainly weekend? did. I really uh great night I thought. I thought it was uh you know, a lot of local guys and uh some big fights for the uh for the kids from Long Island and uh Gregor Gillespie did great. Uh Gian, you know, I thought won the fight. I but, felt like he won uh, that yeah, fight. I thought yeah, he, I thought he edged it. You know, uh, big night for Marlon Marais and the Mark Henry team. Uh, and, you know, I, I, one, one thing, too, I thought Jimmy Rivera handled himself like a professional after the fight in his interview. Yeah, too. It absolutely. Looks like, looks like just based on how he spoke, it looks like he's going to come back really strong. And he's he really is a good fighter, man. He just... Uh, you know, wrong spot at the wrong time. He bought that vein. And it's it's so interesting how something like that could just, now that's two for Marlon that's that left yeah. <laughs> that left leg's causing damage, whether it's the knee that hits you yep. or the foot itself. It's um it, it's it's interesting to see what, what's gonna happen with him. And with Jimmy Rivera, you're right. Great attitude, yeah. incredible work ethic. Uh, hard to find somebody who doesn't like this guy and, and doesn't uh, uh, believe in his ability yeah. to recover. And Marlon so. Marais is another sweetheart of a guy who really Makes now for real interesting divisional matchups. You know what I mean? Like you have who would want to see? I mean, there's about five or six guys now, including Aljo, to throw in there that I would love to see fight. You know, I would like to see Garbrandt and uh, Oh yeah, Marais. I mean, who, you know, I, even more than I would want to see Garbrandt and Dillashaw. Mm. You know, so this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And Marlon's one of those. Steve Martin has a great quote that said, "Be so good they can't ignore you." And I feel like Marlon did that. I think hey, you, you oh, don't no, really I hit his, his smack talk. He's not a. He just goes in there and he's annihilating dudes. Yeah. And uh, he has that look to him. Uh, he has that fighter look to him. And I think that that look, great things are. Yeah, gonna come. Rivera was on a twenty-fight win streak. Never been knocked out. Thirty and that seconds. Was, that was crazy. That was crazy. Thirty and seconds. That, he's wondering what happened, and I see Doctor Sherry run into that cage. Rocking those glasses right. and, uh, <laughs> and 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 doing uh, her thing. It, it it is interesting. And again, with with Volante, I, I, I like I, that was a great Volante. I felt I felt like he he won that fight. Yeah. And congrats to Sam Alvey. I just uh, I felt like man, another nice guy. Yeah. Definitely. But you know, I mean, Volante's such a great athlete. Man, I just wish he would. Man, something. Man, he's he. I thought he should have won that fight. Not until the end fight. did he. 
easily, you know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, you know, I still thought he had rounds two and three, but uh, maybe that's so, you know, he needs that to really shock himself into, you know, going for some stuff. You know? Well, that's that's it. It, it. Do you lose enough of those close decisions where you finally have to change your whole game plan? And can you change your whole game plan? Can you make someone who is a counterpuncher or someone who does start slow, can you – can you have a John Volante who now goes for takedowns and, and, and looks for the ground and pound? Uh, Is that easy to adjust? I mean, I would think it would, it will would be, but he's not. I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd really have to talk to him. But I think most people would love to see him at least go for the takedowns because even if he doesn't get them, <laughs> they'll set up for a striking. And he's he's a big boy, man. Those kicks were killing. Sam Alvey. If I they think were. if he would have just kept kicking, he, he wins cardio. that fight. Yeah, he wins that fight easy. I don't know. He seemed to have abandoned the kicking, and I know I talked to to Weidman, and he said that was his advice in the corner was you know the kicks are working and you know mix it up and uh, yeah I don't know. I mean that's a that's a bum break. It really is, and you know it's like Justin Gaethje. I mean he's telling you he doesn't want to go for the takedown. The guy's <laughs> right. a, the guy's a Division One All American. I mean so. Sometimes these guys fall in love with the striking, and it comes back to, to hurt them a little bit. But Volante was a Division One wrestler. He was a outstanding linebacker for Hofstra, one of the best football players that ever came out of Hofstra. Wow. I mean, I think he could have ran that guy through the octagon if he wanted to. So mm -hmm. I, I'd love to just see that guy make some adjustments because he's you. a super nice guy, and I think he's breaking everybody's heart <laughs> with these type of – performance is it, is he's well coached too pattern, yeah, right? and he's I mean, well coached yeah. Keith does a great job yeah. and and so there's a lot of potential there well so where does the coaching breakdown and the the behavioral pattern kick in so you could be so well coached but at some point you get tired enough scared enough that you will go back to to your default behavioral pattern where does that usually happen, Ray? Is it is it is it somewhere in the later rounds? Is it is it a point in which someone gets hit and they go back to their old habits that may not work with a particular fighter? I I think with him, it's everything is before the fight. I don't think that getting knocked down even remotely affected him, and I think he proved that he kept right. going yeah, forward. He, he looked great. Yeah, he didn't. I yeah, really feel like he. Prep. I've watched the guy spar. He gets hit hard, way harder than that. So I don't think that's the problem. I think, but if you don't believe in your cardio. It just and I mean I think that's you want one to save of the things it for with later the, in case is that well I think that's one of the things with with the wrestling it takes a lot of energy and if you don't get the takedown then you figure you're stuck in no man's land standing up and you don't have the energy to defend and the guy's coming at you so I mean that's really got to be squared away way before the fight. Fight Jape, any adju any adjustments that you are able to make with people when you see that they might fall into bad habits in previous fights? Is it, do you address any of that or? Well, you, you know, can, I will, can, Steve. For me, is there is there a that big of an adjustment? I remember uh, listening to uh, Chael Sonnen's podcast, and it was um, I forget what he calls it, but Chael Sonnen has a podcast, and uh, he was talking about McGregor in this particular podcast, where he said. So he, he went these three or four rounds, and he wanted to train for five, so full five rounds. He says, you only have so much cardio. You can only train for so much. Do you find that, or, or, or can you take a guy like Volante and help him get the psychological edge through extreme cardio so that he can make these adjustments? You see, it's a good question. I, I think that you can identify a biomotor weakness, and what I mean by that is, you know, and, and Ray and I have done this a lot. So, for example... We've wired up the guys and heart rate monitors, and we'll watch a, a wrestler who's very busy on his feet, 
or let me take that back, very uh, are quiet on their feet and sparring, and their heart rate goes through the roof, and as soon as you put them on the ground, no matter how busy they are, their heart rate goes down to about 130 beats per minute. The point to that is it's where they're comfortable. So exactly. what you can certainly do is you can take a position as a performance coach and try to strengthen the biomotor abilities. In better words, more endurance, systemic and local in the cardiorespiratory system, in the muscles, maybe static strength. For example, if you have a boxer that isn't used to tying up with somebody, the second they tie up with somebody, making when they make a transition to MMA, their arms fatigue. So what you can do from a psychological perspective is I would talk to Ray first and I would get from him, well, here's some of the things I think that may be a potential weakness and Ray would identify that. And then we would consciously, along with the other protocols, strengthen those weaknesses in the facility, in the hope, you know physiologically, that the periphery is probably improving, but does it translate in their head? And that's where okay, it that has to yeah, translate. And that is the beauty of fighting. Yes, like, yeah. We know that these guys have the cardio. We, we put them through the paces. Right. But, you know, if like if I'll tell a guy, I mean, if you have the cardio, you just look what you just did. We just mm -hmm. ran the hills for 20 minutes. And that means you're stressing out. That means it's a mental problem. Because yep, it's, yep. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, totally. And that's what really has to be addressed is how do you get the guy comfortable in there and one way is just to keep doing it. Exactly. You, gotta, you know, again, you're in a weird spot now because you want to cut back on the sparring because all the CTE issues right. that have come up. But mm -hmm. now, to me, that's the only way to overcome some of those psychological barriers is just mm -hmm. by getting in there. And then sooner or later, your body goes, well, this is, man, this is normal. Man. Exactly. This, this is my yeah. neighborhood. You want to stand mm -hmm. up? Let's go. You want to go on the floor? Let's go. And it becomes like nothing well you know? it, uh, it, it is the only way to to create that to sure create i mean right? because, look, yeah, you, have a marathon, you could partner right? it with, with great imagery but not everybody's talented at imagery no. and they don't have the keen aesthetic especially the modern day by the way very good especially point. for yeah, the modern yeah. day today's today's kids today's and and i say kids because i mean anyone that's that's under 30 um they grew up with with a different in the modern era a different way of visualizing they don't like when i grew up our advanced gaming system was called the Atari that you yeah. may not even remember. I do, know but it was like a it was like, an, it was right. like a square and like a few squares, and you had to pretend it was a person kicking a ball. But it was just a bunch of squares, and then you'd see like the occasional game that had something looked like an alligator, and yeah. you were kind of jumping, <laughs> and it was like the bloop bloop bloop. That was yeah. the noise it made when you jumped. Uh, now modern day. There is no reason to have an imagination at all. Yeah, yeah. See, everything. That's, that's what I was going to say. When I was depth. a kid, I didn't have Atari. You had your imagination. Right. And Imagery. We, yeah, yeah. Go outside we and pay, play. We, look, everybody as a kid from my day had visualization. Sure. You're up at the plate. Mickey Mantle's out. There's three yeah. out. There's two on. There's a guy on See, second. See, hear, feel. Think about it. We totally. all did it. You can almost we hear the crowd. It. You have and to. That was, at seven, eight years old, you're practicing visualization at that point. Yeah, you right. Know what and I mean? that that's, is non-existent now, yeah. and you don't have to pretend anything at all. Now you have entire worlds that are set up in front of you. To the to the detail is tremendous. It's and virtually alive, right? Let right. me touch back on the, the other thing with the mental side. Look, Great. you could have a marathon runner. Is that guy cardiovascular? He's at the top of the food chain guy probably couldn't go around and a half right because he will stress out totally yeah. you're gonna hold your breath and you how long can you hold your breath for before you he gas out he's just not relaxed so it's really becoming relaxed in that environment george foreman at 22 years old 
couldn't go past two rounds. Right. Plus, he was knocking everybody out. The first guy to figure out, and it could have been Ali or Jimmy Young, I think, to take him past two or three rounds, he was done by the seventh round. All right. Fast forward, 15 years later, he comes back at 40. Michael he's Moore. He's so relaxed and embracing what he's doing. He was going 12 rounds like nothing. When he was 20 years old, he could not go four rounds. Mm -hmm. He couldn't do it. He was just too stressed out. Once he embraced what was going on and became relaxed, he could have won 20 rounds. Yep. And that's the, that's the whole thing. Is, the the brain is everything. It, Ray and I, yeah, exactly. And Ray and I talk about it all the time. The body, the body means nothing. I'll, I'll just make a very quick point. They often, we joke around in the science of the periphery, exercise science, exercise physiology. We'll call something like psychology pseudoscience as a joke. The pseudoscience is the periphery. It's the muscle. The muscle is stupid. It is useless without the brain. And, and I don't want to, just to raise point, mental and brain is everything. I don't even want to use this analogy because it grieves me to think about it happening to someone. But we all know this. You cut the spinal cord at C3, C4. You don't even have your own heart rate. Never mind muscles. Right. Never mind breathing, digestion. Everything is run out of that brain. So in essence, that is what you're, even in strength and conditioning, you're not, you're training, okay, the guy's stronger. If the guy doesn't know, doesn't think, doesn't believe, and doesn't translate that strength to the cage, it, it, what, yeah. it doesn't really I mean, carry there, over. There's guys I train. Like, if I don't do the same things with them, why don't we do that? Why, why? We used uh -huh. to do the, the bungee cord. We would do this. How come we didn't do that? Wow. And then you feel like, oh, boy. You know, you got to always substitute and explain it to them that you're getting it this way because they become dependent on that. Yeah, yeah they, they, you know, and they, and they feel great. And there's times when they feel great, and you have to just keep building on that. You go with that breath. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Brendan, I just want to show you that they monopolize the three of them. I see. <laughs> they just, right, right. It's all hey, about them. That was really they don't include yeah. anyone else. No, it's no. Just what was the question? Right, Are you Mike, good with that world? Yeah, I just want you to know. Don't yes. interrupt Brendan. No, no, no. <laughs> that was super interesting, actually. Because yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that could, you know, that's that could be said with, uh, I don't know. Comedy, I guess. I would that, imagine yeah. it is. You know, well, you gotta, well, wouldn't you, in, in, in comedy, your your thing is probably get your reps, right? Mm -hmm. You do as many. Yeah, get up oh, as, yeah. Stand how many, as much as How many guys used to tell me Dice would fly out to, like, Indiana and yeah. just do it? Nobody even knew who he yeah, was. You did, you he'd go on auditions to, for Shakespeare, knowing that it was a joke, but he'd just go in there and just every get night. Exactly. Just go, go up every night. And I think the comedy clubs know that, too. That's why you're working for $2 a a set sometimes exactly. you know they know yeah. that you got to get your $2 reps in. Is generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. Though. They you know you, them. Yeah, they know you got to get sometimes. those reps yeah. in, and you got to be up there. Right. And you got to be bulletproof by the right. time you hit the big show. And yeah. it's yeah, I get, in in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. It's no, just, there's it's, no difference. And you have to your your mind will tell you, I don't want to do this. I don't mm -hmm. want to be there. Right. But exactly. You just got to be there and and do it. That's such an interesting way of uh, of like like I, I never even like thought that deep about about like like how MMA like yeah like the guy can run around but it's it he, doesn't mean he's going to have yeah. a tank you know this, yeah. Brendan yeah. this is the beauty of this show we provoke thought yeah, yeah. This is unbelievable yeah, right. don't you feel Consider it consider me provoked <laughs> i am <laughs> i i'm looking forward to watching the next fight <laughs> now there, there you good. go you join us when we do my yeah. man yeah <laughs> so we had fights of course these these were uh taking place in in New York and couple of hiccups every single time there's something in New York. Uh, one of the things I, I see on our, our sheet here prepared by our fantastic 
uh, producers is, is uh, yeah, Chris, <laughs> right it. there with uh, Cameron and Spielberg, yeah, or are they directors. Let me tell you something. One of the fighters not allowed to fight. Uh, I don't know much about this at all, but uh, the New York State Athletic Commission uh, told MMA Fighting uh, that the re- the reason for removal was quote unquote chapped lips. <laughs> Uh, she you was cleared by a dermatologist, but the New York State Athletic Commission still canceled the fight. Anybody know anything about this? That's the first I'm hearing about it. I yeah I um I don't you know I never want to put down anyone because they're no, getting in that cage. But you're about to. Well, you had chapped lips. lips. Those uh, cracking. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Doesn't feel good. Actually hard. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an excuse that I would use if somebody <laughs> had to put. I'm like, I can't. I got chapped lips today. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not gonna be able to fight. I, yeah, I have wax in my ears. I'm really, I <laughs> yeah. can't hear you. Get Sorry. me out of here. Doctor Sherry, you jumping in on this? I am jumping in. The doctor's in the house. I want to hear you. Doc yeah, I'll tell you, in. leave the door open. Anybody can <laughs> they, come in. <laughs> I usually put you to sleep. Right, yeah, so right. you know. I'll probably be snoring. So what do we got? Uh, snoring in about two seconds. Yeah. Okay, so I can't obviously speak directly to uh, Jessica's uh, issue uh, because I can't comment for the New York Athletic Commission. But what I can tell you is that doctors take ringside doctors take this kind of thing very seriously. We understand, you know, how much it takes to get mentally and physically prepared. We understand that it might affect somebody's rankings. We understand that it might affect their pocketbook. And not only theirs, there's a snowball effect, right? It affects the fighter. It affects their camps. It affects their families. So we understand all of that. But in addition, we also have to take into account the potential risks to an opponent. So what we're looking for on those pre-fight physicals and on the on the fight night physicals is anything that might interfere either with the um, effectiveness or safety and health of the uh, uh, fighter themselves or that might affect the opponent. Hmm. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Just, uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a detective, but I won't be making out with Jessica Aguilar anytime <laughs> in the near future. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on here. Next okay. question. <laughs> but a good, well, that's a good articulation, yeah. actually. Now we got an understanding of what they're looking for. So speaking of questions and comments, folks, you're listening to MMA and Beyond. And if you go to MMAandBeyond.com, you can participate in our show by sending us messages Every single page on the website not only has uh, snippets, p- pictures, that kind of stuff, but contact information. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and feel free to, to send us a message. You could also find us on Instagram and Twitter. You got Ray Longo MMA. That's Ray Longo MMA. I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. We got Fight Shape Ricci, who's also the Fight Sci guy. And of course, Empty Resig. How can M- they find no, you? M-M-T. Oh, he still, he never, he, he never adjusted it. And, and Brendan, uh, tell us tell us how they can uh, reach you. Uh, Instagram at I'm at uh, Sir Brendan Ryan. I uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, that was Twitter. Okay, Twitter. Twitter <laughs> is Sir Brendan Ryan. That's where I served myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram, I'm Brendan Ryan is fun. Brendan right. Ryan is fun. Yeah. I'm not Ryan. I'm fun. Right. Like saying, I'm fun. You're you up, could boy, hear man. Brendan on uh, a bunch of Savages podcast, yes. and of course the. Uh, Adult Baby the Show. Adult and Ray Longo, you could also hear him on the Anik and Florian podcast. Shout out to them. I listen every week as well. Started initially listening for the Ray Longo Minute. Now I listen to the whole show. It's a great show. So check out the Anik and Florian podcast. And uh, let's go to some of this feedback we've got. Uh, we've got a, a question for Ray. A lot of people commenting the past few weeks of how great Ray looks and how much time he's put in. We even had a conversation about it. Tim Cannon uh, on Twitter asks, 
Uh, hey, Ray, when, when you're off the diet, what's your choice? Italian, Chinese, a lot of bread, desserts, <laughs> pasta, or just <laughs> beer? <laughs> Thanks for a great show. Man, I'm going to say everything except the beer. <laughs> right. nice. the but no, obviously Italian, and uh, I go a little with the carbs, and I'm a big dessert guy. But I try to keep that to one day a week, if even that, and then I try to get right back on it. But uh yeah, can't go wrong with Italian, and you can't go wrong with a good loaf of bread. <laughs> oh. Bread, bread, bread would be mine too, man. That's, that's, that's the thing you crave the most is that bread. Makes you feel the worst after you it haven't had it in a me. while. Yeah, I agree. But uh, but you, but you uh, you crave it when you're not on uh, Jenny Craig. <laughs> yeah. What what is it that that you crave? There's so? not a thing in the world that I don't consume. <laughs> I'll eat anything. Uh, yeah, Italian's delicious. I the thing about like Italian food and then bread like you can take the bread and then sop up the leftovers with the bread good, oh, so good. good. yeah Old yeah oh, god i'm eating so i'm eating like a bird i these mean days. that literally is the best part it's the oh. best part oh totally that is the best part dipping of the, the bread in the wine is you don't really have to clean too. my plate I tried that. Oh, <laughs> delicious. i'm not even kidding take your bread put it dip it in the wine delicious <laughs> spectacular mm -hmm. they don't have that on jenny craig no they have not. It's oh, all. Man, Jenny's got to diversify. They have, they have yeah. it, but yeah. you're dipping Ezekiel's bread. <laughs> right. I guess Ezekiel's we won't be getting, breaks up right. into pieces. I guess we won't be getting Jenny as a sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. Awful frozen. <laughs> awful. No, I, so, honestly, I'll I'll be honest. The the uh, the food is not terrible. I was doing. Well, that's it, what they were going for. <laughs> yeah. Not terrible. But it, I'm doing like small portions, and I'm I I stop eating by like uh, six o'clock. So that's that's how I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Do you guys? What do you know? Are you doing the fast? It's the rapid results. But, yeah, it's like it's intermittent. <laughs> I feel like such a lady talking about my No, Jenny, no, right? tell us. Tell us about your it's rapid results. This is like a – you guys, like no. I'm talking about Jenny Craig to you guys. Yes. that like really know how to keep in shape. It's ridiculous. By the way, can I just say one thing? You can say anything you want, Because Brandon. I put anything myself want, down – in seventh grade, I was on the wrestling team. So oh, all right. Yeah. I was on the what B team. What high I, school was that? Uh, Farmingdale High School. Wow. Farmingdale High School. Hey, that's yeah, a yeah, listen. Hey, that's, that's, that's a good school good. to be good. That's, that's a good B-team wrestling that's team. team. That's a and how, how old are you? Uh, I'm 35. Well, was Craig Porte, was he uh, a coach there at the time? No, it was um, uh, <coughs> Santa Maria was the guy. Um but yeah, I was on there just seventh grade, and uh, oh yeah, just seventh. Yeah, I was young. I, I I didn't do it um, in high school, but you ever go to Merce Pub? Yeah, I've been to Merce. Yeah, been to Merce. All right. Spent some time there. There it is. There you go. Empty receipt. Yeah. All right. Shouts right. out a pub. Yeah, I played Shout on the lacrosse team at uh, Candiac. Uh, oh, kind of. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Absolutely. Got it. Before Got the ten. Right across there, right? Absolutely. In, in, in Farmingdale, and and shout out to all wrestling uh, coaches. My coach in high school, uh, Mr. Busby, and of course uh, Dan Wetzel, who, right. who who went on to uh, continue coaching and and become uh, one of the uh, a decorated New York City uh, Fire Department. Uh, one yeah. of the, yeah. I think he was Way one of the go, Chiefs, yeah. man. And so, how has your mindset changed? So you take your mom yeah. puts you on Jenny Craig, right? Because she saw a problem. <laughs> yeah, she's like we can and she loves her baby boy and wanted to to handle. How does your mindset change? Do you as you start to drop the pounds? Uh, how does your mindset change? You start feeling better, feeling stronger. Felt, and how yeah. does it impact your comedy? Right away, like I felt good right away, and I think it's it's more of like. I'm like all or nothing with stuff. So like, like this works for me. Like I'm I'm only on it two weeks. But it, it like if if you give me like a routine to do, I'm very much like I'll focus right to it. So like, 
I was just like, I've never been overweight until I got older. You know, I just like, sure. I stopped All going to the gym. I, I don't know. It just, it is what it is. So I decided to do this and it, and like right away, I, I get like super excited about like things. So if it tells me, all right, you're going to do this. I just get excited. I start doing it. And when I see a little bit of results, like I lost like uh, three pounds the first week. Yeah, that's good, man. Like, right, now, man. Now, now right them out. Oh, that's right. momentum, yeah, man. Yeah. Just keep using it. That's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I think we're, I, I'm like, I'm very similar to that. I, come I out agree of, 100%. Do my research, come out of the block quick, and then mm -hmm. you get some results, and it just keeps snowballing. That's really it. The second stuff, you get man. results, you're just like, yeah. all right, now I want more. Does it change your on-stage confidence? It gave me a joke about Jenny Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll never talk to us again. No, she's I done with us. She's already done. A joke about Jenny Craig. <laughs> Let, let's keep on to, on uh, Twitter feedback again. Uh, you can reach out to Ray Longo MMA. You can reach out to me, Steve Maraboli. One word. Yeah, fight shape Ricci. You also fight side guy. Um, Kirk Carr uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. wants to know whoa, whoa. specifically about this MT Resig. Uh, they will they will get their 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 other questions to you. But the specifically, the most uh, people no 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 no, 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 no. most people ask uh, Ray questions because we <laughs> no, because in, in Ray, Ray doesn't see it Ray, Ray doesn't see it but most people who are into MMA and UFC we are all really lucky that we get to see Ray every day and interact with Ray exactly. all day. Most people You're when I meet them, it again, Steve. But remember, <laughs> no, I can't spell encyclopedia. You, most people who 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 talk to me will say something like in that incredulous kind of way, you know Ray Longo kind of thing. So Ray doesn't realize uh, yeah. what a big figure he is in this as he's about to induct his buddy into the into the Hall of Fame, That's Matt big. Sarah. That's, big. That's huge, and Ray Longo is synonymous again with, like I said, with, with, with having a team that shoots from the hip, it's entertaining, it, heart, courage and and toughness is synonymous with Ray Longo and Matt Sarah and their team and so Ray doesn't realize that but we all do so most of our questions come to for people who think they have an opportunity to actually connect with Ray Longo which is awesome Beautiful. in this case who hits harder between Mike Tyson Stipe or uh, Hunt and is there any fighter who doesn't look like he or she hits hard but they do uh I listen uh Kirk, there's only one way to uh, tell, and that would be to have each one of them hit you, <laughs> and then you could be the, you could decide on who hits harder. But from an outsider looking in, I would think uh, Mike Tyson has to hit harder because he's been doing it longer than anybody. It's just and mechanism, just, and I think his just yeah, yeah, the body mechanics are just so tight and sharp. I mean, he still looks good at 50. That guy is yeah. going to hurt somebody, so that's not easy to maintain. But I think the repetition that he's put in. And obviously, he's got a highlight reel from hell. I got to go with uh, Mike Tyson on that, even though Stipe's my boy. I love him. Uh, I think Tyson's uh, probably hits harder. But again, there's only one way to find out. And yeah. Tyson seemed like he'd be the most likely to hit you. He yeah. got them in quick. He was sneaky. He was, and if he pivoted those hips, that's it yeah, for you, yeah. buddy. Well, that's you know, also the gloves and the wrap. I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. They punch. And what Boxes was he about? Two twenty. Yeah. I don't even think he was 215, I think, yeah, most yeah. of the time wow. he weighed. He's but he, short, too, but he's, right? As a heavyweight, yeah. he's very well, short. Yeah. Five, ten, yeah. For a heavyweight, very short. Those fights were fun. Yeah. Tyson, yeah. Oh, they were. Oh, my God. I, guy can stick, man. He was yeah. dangerous. And I was young when he was in his peak, um, like those uh, Spinks types fights, like when he was in his peak. But I bet you that that was a lot of fun socially. 
Mm -hmm. I bet you the bars were packed and people's oh, houses yeah. were packed oh, because yeah. pay-per-view existed then, right? They didn't for the, like the Hearns Leonard kind of thing. Yeah, it came because I remember that being in the movie theaters, like right, close right, circuit. right. Yep, but yep. for Tyson, the pay-per-view existed, so you could have a party at your house and invite people over, right? Yes, Please. yes, because I remember specifically November. But 9th. I'm, I'm going to say Tyson against Buster Douglas was definitely on regular TV. I'm going to take that a was. guess. Right? That was on like I, HBO. I know that was. Was it HBO? It wasn't because on HBO. But also, you know, that, was that, that was time, before 1990. At that time, he was knocking out so many people. I remember I was training a bunch of guys in the garage, and we weren't even going to watch the fight because it was a given. It was, it was nonsense. It, right. Yeah, it was given that he was just going to beat the crap yeah. out of this guy. He was such a big underdog. And then I was training, I'd come in, I'd look at the TV, and by round two, the phone starts ringing. Like, dude, this is not something. Not looking good. Round three, round four, round five, the phone. All of a sudden, everybody's in the house watching, and what unfolded, unfolded. But, yeah, you could see that almost by, like, second or third round. You're going, this guy's got a shot. And nobody even gave a shit about that fight. I'm telling you, I, I, didn't, I was a huge boxing fan back mm -hmm. then. And I remember I had a bunch of guys in the backyard with training, and then... By the fifth round, man, we were all piled into my kitchen, and we were just, you know, going crazy, you know. And the phone started ringing, and I'll call you back after the minute break. The phone would ring, and then you'd get back on. You'd watch around in a minute break. The phone's ringing like, are you watching this? This guy's going to win this fight, you know, so it was crazy. What would be the correlation between what we were talking about earlier where how many good sparring rounds do you think he put in? Because you have, when you were talking earlier, Fight Shape, about, you know, you have to kind of do it. And I think Bruce Lee had a sort of idea like this. If, if you want to learn how to fight, you have to fight. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's how you get in those minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. old school Mexican fighters, the Julio Cesar Chavez's uh, of the world. Like, he God had 100 professional through. fights. But what was his amateur like? Oh, Could you if imagine? If you include sparring, it's a thousand uh, fights. Yeah. And, and building those, and that mechanism. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. it's interesting you say that because... ESPN? Mike has a topic. Mike has a topic. And there Mike it is. Does. 1889. The great John L. Sullivan beat Jake Kilran in 75 rounds, which was Woo! the final <laughs> bare-knuckle heavyweight title fight. All right, now we're talking. And yesterday, 75 rounds. yesterday, Wyoming hosted the first state-sanctioned bare-knuckle fight championships after 28 in Wyoming in Wyoming had passed and who was the uh, commissioner Bat Masterson <laughs> I do not know Doc Holliday but I who do was know it? it was the first Wyatt, ever state sanctioned yeah. bare knuckle yeah. boxing yeah. match Wyatt Earp was the commissioner <laughs> gotta love Wyoming the cart the cart also featured there you go former UFC heavyweight champion Rico Rodriguez oh wow Rico fought on that and legendary underground fighter Bobby Gunn along with former UFC contestants Johnny Bedford and Joe Riggs. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, that's Riggs. Down. That's a big dude, right? Well, so I wait. Mean, so what's wh – why is, why is this? Well, what, this is, was boxing or MMA? No, just striking. Fighting. Just striking. No. But just boxing. Punching. Oh. But Only you can, punching. You can, you can, yeah. You can so clinch, as, as though it's – Fighting the clinch. So it's as though it's, it's, a, it's boxing basically without gloves? Yeah. Without gloves. Except, except it's every which way but loose. You remember that movie? It must be like Quinny's So they, would, they, um, they will wrap your thumb and they wrap your hand, but you have to have an inch from the knuckle down, and you can't have more than 10 feet worth of wrap. And um, – and they said they knocked it out of the park. It cost them $500,000 to produce it. The tickets were priced from $50 to $200, and the pay-per-view telecast was available for $29.99.
and the guy said that uh, they knocked it out of the park. Well, how and they now knock it out of the park? They don't have the numbers yet from that. That's what he said. He said they did great. Well, he's got to say that. that. The, the promoter. Know. The promoter said they did. The head of Burger King said we had I'm the best food. Love, you know what the guy said? You're kidding me. He said he did great. We're talking about due diligence. Due diligence. The promoter said he did great. The barber told you you need a haircut. No way. Well, so it goes back to the old days. I mean, you see, they're all bloody. I mean, without the glove, you're going to get all cut up, right? And uh, these guys get uh, sliced up pretty good. So yeah, what is what is the reasoning behind this? And, and thanks yeah, to Chris for putting this what, up. We're well, all I, watching I it right of, now. Part of the reason is because if you put boxing gloves on them, nobody would even totally give a shit. Now I think maybe <laughs> yeah. people maybe might just. Well, give they a said shit that for Wyoming just for the idea that there's apparently because I got to tell you, bare knuckle is I'm safer. looking at here, who, who, who would want to watch this? And I see the brilliant Dr. Sherry holding Can a microphone. Can I just say that these are like the least in-shape dudes <laughs> yeah, right. Right. ever to be in a these fight? These two guys are. This, the other speaking guys, of a commercial for yeah. Jenny Craig. Our expert, they yeah. Yeah, right. speaking, out of the park. speaking of who needs to sponsor this, Jenny Craig. <laughs> uh, Dr. Sherry, did you have something to, 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 to jump in on this bare-knuckle uh, brawl, brawl I, I we're seeing? I think it's the next adrenaline rush. You know, we have a society that, you, you know, needs more and more adrenaline. To, to go and I think that we're so immune to we're so immune to um, y you know to violence and and there's so much upheaval in the world that I think people are just looking for the next thing well but that doesn't yeah. make it safe and it doesn't make it right but mm -hmm. but but so so it, it brings up what we are talking about no. for the past few weeks is just doesn't make it safe doesn't make it right does anyone give a shit it makes it entertaining Ooh, yeah and is out. the veil of civility thin it really but, is but here's the point to this there's only one reason why this is happening because none of these guys could fight anywhere else that's it yeah. so they're, they're really playing on they're playing on these guys just wanting to fight there's nothing like and people the, wanting to watch people I, I, I don't even know but they, they, they got hurt when like well, cut for sure. Cut. So, oh, so that's uh, well, yeah. you know the the risks. We what we do know medically is that mm -hmm. when you fight, you know, without wraps, that your increased risk of hand injuries goes up. Yeah. Your increased risk of lacerations and facial fractures okay. go up. So that we do know. Um, the argument is made by some, and there are no data to this effect, and it's going to be very difficult to get this data, that if you fight bare knuckle. And you and you knock somebody out quickly. That that is better than having multiple subconcussive blows. But as Ray told right. me, I didn't see these fights. Um, the you know last bout went the five rounds. So mm. clearly the data aren't there. And, right. and you were saying the 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 heavyweight one from the Mike has a topic went how many rounds? Oh, the original oh, 70, 75, 75 rounds. rounds. Ridiculous. Yeah. Seventy-five rounds. Yeah. Now the one these of the guys arguments ain't going with, 75 with rounds. Wyoming that they said was that. Uh, when bare knuckle, the the fighters don't swing as hard as they could well, because uh, of so the fact that you can't hit as hard. I mean, he, there's no doubt. What's the purpose of having a, a circular ring? It's not even a square ring. Like what's yeah. the I, I, Ray? Just, just novelty. You yeah, said well, that's so what I'm saying. I, I think How many times have you said relevant? Right. The the veil of civility is thin, and and we are. If they would, if they would allow Roman gladiator days, mm -hmm. we would still be watching. Of course, it. No, humans it's are a, still to humans. To me, it's a shame because again, these guys, they're, they're not, they they can't get in the UFC. They can't get in a boxing. They can't get sanctioned to box. So somebody's taking advantage of, of course, these guys. Just it want it to is, and it and actually and cheapens the, the good products I, like I the I UFC. So. It cheapens I, I, it because because the untrained. 
the 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 untrained eye is seeing this as the same as the UFC. Right. And, and yeah. just just as I a, would. Yeah. I was just gonna say, just medically, you know, there are more factors. I think people get confused. It's not just force that come into play when when somebody's getting uh, uh, we're worried about concussion or or brain injury. So um, it gender comes into play. Uh, the amount of torque comes into play. Chapped lips uh, come yeah, into play. Yeah, chapped lips <laughs> always come into play. Absolutely. Uh, too much sodium in the diet, <laughs> like these exactly guys, right. comes into exactly. play. Yeah. yeah. Totally. These we guys talking also about do when they pasta. First started boxing after this, you know, the Gene Tunnies and mm -hmm. uh, that the that they, the gloves they had were like nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Were, yeah. That's what I say. There's look. Here's the deal. There's not much of a difference between bare knuckles and an inch worth of leather. But he, I think Rogan makes a point. I, I don't want to. I'm not speaking for him, but I think his point was you let a guy take his shin bone and crash it across your head. As we just saw. Yeah, right. Rivera why would you not Marais. why would you put padding on the knuckles? You know, like again, if you want to protect the guy's knuckles, that's one thing, but he probably won't punch as hard. It might be safer because he's gonna have to be more selective with his striking. You know what I mean? Because it's a, the hand is the, those right. bones are more fragile, but why would you let a guy? I mean, you want to get shinned like you saw what happened to Jimmy Rivera? Yeah, Where's sounded the like a bat hit somebody in where the head. Where is the safety in that? I, I guess the only thing. That? Like, where's the safety in letting a guy take a heel yeah. to the temple? But now you want to well, put a not, glove on his hand. Right. So you're supposed to be defending yourself. Obviously, in combat sports, there's always a risk, right? right. But but in this, when you're not, you're you're actually starting a match where. The hands themselves are unprotected, and you're increasing the risk of, you know, of facial injury and lacerations. Hmm. This hey, sort of the other thing, though, you you never, but you never get hit with well, his. I just think you don't get no, hit with as many shins, even though it's yeah, more dangerous. That, it's just a sheer volume, too. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's yeah. also you're supposed to be protecting, right? But I got to tell you, if you take the gloves off, you might see more kicking. It's a fair yeah. point. You know what I mean? It's a great point. You could open the sport up differently. I agree. No, you might bring up a whole new skill set. Yep. This sort of reminds me of like the, the argument with like uh, like football. It's with the concussions. same thing. Football, rugby. Or, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, are they less likely to get a concussion right. because they're not wearing a helmet, or you know, I, is that is that sort of? There's right. probably. No, no, I think you got a good point yeah. there. Like, no. if you don't have a helmet on, will you go well, airborne or a shoulder pad? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt you generate. Somebody's going to be willing to run. I mean, there's got to be some inhibitory mechanisms in rugby where the guy slows down a little bit right. because he knows his shoulder knows. can break on the other guy's yeah. thigh. But when you got that shoulder pad on, as well as the helmet, you can do 30 miles an hour and crack somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, you could look, it's probably one of those, what do you say, six of one, half yeah. dozen in the other. Yeah. Choose what kind of injury you want. Right. Either way, if you're doing contact sports, you're going to get hurt. And you're going to get banged I'd be curious up. to see how many eye, eye pokes there were with no gloves on. Yeah. I think the gloves at least remind you to keep your hands closed a yeah. little bit. So it'd be interesting. I just think, look, looking at it, it just looked like very sloppy boxing to me. It so. was abhorrent when yeah, I saw it there. Who wants to but see that? The lighter guys have, might have been Like, I don't good. care if they have gloves on or don't have gloves <laughs> right. it's, It looks like some of the, like, uh, like those old school kind of smokers that you would just exactly. see. <laughs> Two tough guys. Who wants to fight? But right, that's what they're looking for, Steve. No, but I'd rather like see then two tough guys go in and do that than guys we know. 
that have passed their prime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd re- you know, you want to do that, you want to settle the score. And Is that what the, these guys are like, past yeah, their prime? They yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. But if you look in, Euro- in Europe, and again, England, the promoters, the, the promoters mm-hmm. prostituting no, I mean, it's like a small square. their past yeah. reputation. K1 is similar to very little. They yeah. say this guy's a, yeah, I mean, think of the way they're advertising, former UFC fighter, mm, former Exactly. Belly. So again, yeah. they're prostituting these guys in that regard that, you know, it, if they put a card on with none of those guys... I mean, who's going to watch it? So they Here's another it. thing. They I mean, sell tickets at and, the end of the day. and I love Wyoming. I've been there like 20 times. It's still the Beautiful. least populated yeah. state in the lower 48. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Still one area code, I think, to show you how low the population is. And I love the state, but it's also a great place to do it because there really isn't that much else going on. Yeah. Uh, I know not too many people going in is probably in New York. You might get sheer numbers. But let me, can I ask you guys one thing? Do we know how Friday night did? My point to this is on the UFC did it did we get any ratings in because um mm. you know everybody's just reaching and scratching to draw attention right. there's so many things going on right, right. um i'm just curious who's watching what anymore cuz some of those well, put it this way i didn't even know that was on the, i got a somebody texted oh, me yeah, yeah, same thing. asking yeah. me to comment on it. Right. i don't but even know Mr. what it is producer exists we know anything yet about uh friday night's ratings no, uh, no ratings posted yet from friday night okay what's it? But I was going to say, Dr. Sherry was there. It sounded like there were six people there. (laughs) And the venue was much smaller than previous venues. And if it wasn't for Gregor, there would have been three people there. Most of the audience was, get your hot dogs here. (laughs) Get your hot dogs. It it was a pretty small stadium, that much I can tell you. I mean, so much so that some of the fighters had to actually... There wasn't enough room in the back so that they actually okay. And all Gillespie fans, but rightfully and, so, because he's from there. And seating well, not there, but upstate. 3,700. Um, 3,700? Oh, that's, that's a theater. I went to a barbecue with more than 3,700 <laughs> people the other day. When it's set up for a, um, I think that's like a concert. Music there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So more than that in this room. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think Weidman posted on his Instagram. He, he posted a video of the backstage area. All of the fighters sharing one locker room. Wow, see, that's horrible. That is horrible. All the fighters sharing one locker room. What's that like, Ray, when you're trying to prepare for a fight and your opponent's right there? I could tell you exactly what it's like because in the beginning when when, uh, the UFC used to do those small shows at the Hard Rock Cafe, before they expanded it, it might have held 1,000 people. We were – you had a room not much bigger than this, maybe two times the size of this, with just like a shower curtain dividing the room. So I'll never forget one time I had Luke Como fight, and he was the swing bout, I think. So I'm like, we're on one side of the curtain, and I'm, I'm hearing, I think he was fighting Jonathan Goulet, who was kind of like a wrestler, I think, at the time. And I'm hearing somebody smashing those tie pits. It was like a scene out of kickbox. I'm like, who the hell is, is this Jonathan Goulet? We're the only people left, I thought. And I, I peek across, the, like I pull a curtain. It was Anderson Silva. It was the <laughs> first fight in the UFC when he fought Chris Lieben. Wow. But we were all in a small thing, so it's them. I think, you know, they, they had a bucket in the back. You used to go go to the bathroom. You couldn't even get out. To, I mean, I'm not even joking around. It was, uh, well, I don't know. I even mean, Sarah Darren. used to take a leak back there. I don't know if that was he was supposed to or not. But, but those but rooms did. are small. Hall it kind of Hamer. just makes it even very Darren, uncomfortable, yeah. and you got your guy next to you. I don't know. I like well, when you, the wow. bucket was just for the leak in the corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that, man. I took a look. It was Anderson Silva. So. Not as nice as the uh, Vanderbilt. Not as nice as the Vanderbilt. Definitely not. 
Well, I'm glad that Mike has a topic made another. That was another good. That was right. Thank you, Thank you very much. Good stats, Thank great you. facts. Tony Fight Shaper. You facilitated great conversation. And not only that, really you, you brought a great attention to something that I need, needs to be addressed. Well I, I, done, I, my man. Thank you. And speaking of bringing attention, we continue on with some of the feedback. Uh, Amanda Vaughn, she writes on Twitter and she says, Thanks for the info about the Cobra yeah. Kai show. Uh, it was great. Any other suggestions? Anybody have any suggestions? Other shows they're watching? Any series that they would suggest to folks like Amanda who are taking our TV and series picks really seriously? Just martial arts suggestions? Not anything. Anything. Been watching Catching Up on Billions. Oh, billions uh, myself is, is, is billions really great. Is and it's also yeah. great to see how much of it is filmed right here in good old Port Washington. Yeah. All right. All right. That's I was, good. You know what? I was excited for Westworld, the second season, and I really haven't watched it at all. First season, I thought was I excellent. D- I didn't see it. I, First I don't season watch was excellent. Shows. I haven't yeah. really I haven't seen the second, the second really season. It really confuses me, that show. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Westworld? Yeah. I goes don't back know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we have no other suggestions. Yeah, I, I guess that's that it for us. Watch Cobra Kai again. I watched yeah. that documentary, it's Evil worth... Genius. Have you guys seen that? No, it's not. Is that about the killer? It was about, like, this guy, this this lady that, um, it started off with, like, a, a pizza bomber. So they basically, they, they strap, like, a bomb to this guy's neck, and they set him on, like, an obstacle course, and then he blew up. And it was... <laughs> That's happen. a real weird Which way. Which will happen. Yeah. Hold on. Because All right. I'm not no, because I'm of the pepperoni <laughs> on the pizza or he <laughs> had a bomb on him? You know, I yeah, knew when, when, I opened my he, mouth, wait, I wasn't going to be able to finish no, this. Did wait. the pizza kill him? I'm wait, confused. No, 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 no. But he, was he running the obstacle uh, course with the pizza? And why did he agree to this, no less? He didn't agree to it. He was... What do you think was going to happen when they strapped the... Bomber. All right, so okay. his, th- what they were planning on doing with him was What does like, the pizza have to do wait, with this? Wait, where so th- is... Okay. All right, let, let me just... Okay. Very offensive. This is... Brendan, this is... This is very offensive. They will bully you. I know. Don't let them bully you. We come from a bullying generation. This is very offensive to the Italians in the room. Don't let them bully you. You're correlating pizza. All right. So these two people, they took... They ordered pizza. And they took... They took the pizza delivery guy and they said, "Hey, oh, you." Oh, pizza delivery guy. They like they, as Got a it. hostage, and so they put a, a, a collar bomb on him. They said, "Go to the bank, get fifteen hundred dollars," and then you know they gave they had to give him. It was like a scavenger hunt. I think yeah, it was like a certain like it was probably more fifteen thousand. I'm not good at math. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fifteen hundred is like the yeah. worst crime um, ever. So they sent the guy out, and he had to do this. And there's there's video footage of all of it, and. Then his he, it was like a scavenger hunt they made. So you, you once you get the money, you do a certain amount of things to get like you know unlock the code, mm-hmm. and then like a Die Hard movie. Yes, exactly. And then but I'm what? A, I'm on your side. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm on your side with that. That was very thank, interesting. Thank you. I don't know why they uh, say that it's because Ray's a bully, and then Tony <laughs> fights Jake Ricci, jumps on with him. They guys blow each other more. Steve <laughs> yeah. Maraboli. That's in on it. <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead. So anyway, basically what happened was the guy got pulled over like right away after the bank and the cops are like, like they thought he was the one. And he's like, he's like, honestly, this thing's going to blow up, guys. This thing's about to go off. <laughs> and then they go tick, tick, tick. And the guy blows up. But they, it go, they go deep. It's like a five part series. They go deep about like, like this pizza. whole. All right. uh, no, not What's pizza. Because it, it, it. Evil genius. Evil genius. You got me into it. No, no, that's well, like I've just the first episode. They go into like one of the the girl behind this had like eight of her ex boyfriends buried in the in the basement. It was, Holy shit! I'm not good. well at. I'm not I mean, good I at thought, I, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw I mean, one of those. Uh, 
I saw one of those pizza porno movies (laughs) where the guy shows up and he goes, uh, I got the pizza and here's the pepperoni. (laughs) Gabish. Highly recommend it. Evil genius. It sounds good. I like it. Good call. It's the prequel to Pizzagate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This guy over here. All right, uh, we'll go with uh, – hey, Fight Shape, you wanted to talk about uh, physical qualities of fighters and, and, and disciplines that they have uh, as far as being a strength and, and conditioning coach, uh, being a boxer or a wrestler or a judo practitioner or a kickboxer. Do you want to, to I, we, um I want to – I'm going to make it very succinct because we got to let the rest of this show here join in. But we were going to chat a little bit about um, – just they come with different qualities, right? If you get a boxer transitioning into MMA versus a wrestler transitioning into MMA, they're probably one, not definitively. So don't, nobody need tea off on me this, but very often they're first of all biomechan- uh, biomechanically and anatomically they're structured differently. That's why For they the may same even reason excel. we talked about. For the right. repetition they, that's why they well, doing. Yeah, I mean a boxer, right? You yeah. want a lower. Usually you want small lower extremities. Because you can't carry a lot of weight in that lower body unless you're heavyweight. You usually have a tall and lanky guy. They're different genetically. They have different genetic characteristics than maybe the wrestler. They are used to training in different environments. You know, you look at collegiate wrestlers that have formalized education, formalized strength and conditioning programs. Their coaches go to wrestling matches with, with suit and tie. The boxer is kind of a, a wanderer. You know, they so there's sure. a lot of differences in, in summary huh. on how you have to approach these guys. And they come into a camp with different strengths you know so as we were talking earlier somebody like a great kickboxer may never have the ability to or may lack static endurance and be able to hold somebody or have fear on the ground uh they may be genetically different what may what they may be tall they may have different muscle fiber types origin insertion so my point to this is very often you know you'll, you'll take a look at a fighter and it's the old chicken or the egg uh it, it, sprinting is an example does Usain Bolt look like the way he does because he sprints? Or do you have to be born looking like him to sprint that way? And the answer is yes. It's both. So very often when fighters come in, this is a very important part of an assessment. Not only what they're, you look at their background because one, they've trained differently. Two, they may have qualities that are genetically more inclined to excel in that particular sport. Wrestling is not remotely close to boxing. Kickboxing has other differences. There are visual spatial talents they have that differ. Some are proprioceptive. The wrestler can win by feel. The boxer has to win by vision. Sure. Peripheral. So all these things are different. And one, one that's a strength and one might be that's a That's right. So, you know, like Ray and I talk about all these. And when you go into a performance program, the point of it all is just you take all of this into consideration because it helps you formulate, to your point earlier, a stronger fighter mentally to weaken what needs to be addressed. That's all. So things that I'll be talking about actually at an upcoming conference too and the genetic factors that are influencing um, a a fighter's talents and abilities. The the predisposition. Exactly. And and that's why they gravitate. The illusion of free will. Well, well, there you go, right? I beat everybody in sprints when I was a kid. So I like to sprint. Why? Because I was good at it. That's what draws us. They were genetically designed and gravitate towards something very often that we were just naturally good at. So look at those qualities when somebody walks into the fight gym and say, okay, here's what they're genetically good at. Here's what they've been processing the entire time. And here's how we can augment it or potentially strengthen weaknesses. And that's how we view strength and performance as a team, too, because yeah. I get all out of that from Ray. We go back and forth and discuss that. 
Yeah, good stuff. Brandon, hey. beyond beyond uh, wrestling in, in middle school, did you do any other sports? Uh, I played basketball for a little bit. Um, Who's winning right now? We need to check in on that. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Producer, can we look? Yeah. Cavaliers go and see. Yeah, yeah. Let's Sorry to Let me ask something. Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Or do you really? I feel like Brendan is really up this guy. Mike Stock. No, oh, come Just on. By, I swear to God, I'm not kidding. Stop. He's. You've made him more enjoyable today. Yeah, really? you did a wonderful I, I'm not job. Kidding. We're a good team. Yeah, We're sharing absolutely. A so sharing a nasty. What are you guys gonna? <laughs> <laughs> so Brendan, do you no, feel no, the nastiness right now? We're gonna start our own podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna podcast. Invited on a bunch of savages. I want to say that you're gonna be invited on. Come from a generation where bullying was accepted. Yeah. Okay, we're too. bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, he's he comes from the the school that thought like meet the fuck is oh look at all those ribbons for eleventh place. Oh, isn't that nice? Eleventh place how you ribbon. Play the game. It's nice. You can't get out of the hot seat. Oh, like, I, I feel yeah, bad. I feel bad, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> bullying. Everybody was bullied. I mean, it was yeah. a way of life. Yeah, I've been beyond. That's the beyond. That's the bullying. Yes, I think people tune in to see how nasty these two are going to be. Especially now, I'm going to tell you something. Wait a minute, I've been that nasty. The sweetest guy on the face of the earth comes on the podcast. Him and Ray, they gang up. I'm telling you, they are bullies. Do I credit you when credit is due, though? You are very good. Wonderful. You're good. Very good. We don't feel like you're culpable for bringing this guy out of him. I know. There's Oh, uh, this is great. I, I, I made the mistake of saying that I felt that, that the states legalizing gambling, it would filter down to the constituents oh, of the state. It. Tony oh, Fight Shape Ricci on his, on his Instagram wrote, I was delusional. Well, yeah. Delusional. Yeah, I, oh, my God. Only has, about that issue. Has anything Brilliant ever, in all has other areas. anything ever filtered down? <laughs> to the little people, anything. I, yeah. I still think it will. I still oh, think I that, hope you're that right. kind of money gets in, it's got to go. I hope you're right. What else is it going to know? Uh, Mangano swimming pool. Yeah. Um, next, he, he goes to a lot of places. We were talking about that a lot of times. So you, you're you're sitting in a town where our taxes are tremendous. We're school property, all this stuff, and uh, at the same time, you will have to slalom through the exactly. potholes. Through the potholes. Now, if they yeah. just took those red light camera yeah. penalties yeah. and just lowered everybody's taxes, wouldn't that make that yeah. a little nicer? That would be nice. You know, then I, I'd run a couple of red lights on purpose. Just give us lower taxes. <laughs> right. To save five taxes, better streets. Yeah. That's you a know, great argument. No, I swear it. to God. I, I, I literally, I, I paid three of those last month, and then I saw Mangano. He had a new Rolex on. I mean, <laughs> exactly. feel like there's any correlation. <laughs> With the Can we get your opinion on that, Mike? Smirk. I know you're a I'll tell you something. My, my father got a red light ticket. Yeah. And he's like, you're trying this, right? I'm like, Pop, they video. <laughs> he's like, no. I'm like, Pop, they have video. He wants evidence. He says, you're taking this to trial. Let me tell I you said, something. you got it. That's I went what... in and I paid it. Uh, there you go. Right? He said, how'd you do? I said, I won, Pop. That's Holy. what I like about your father. Denied, denied, denied. That's you on the camera. It definitely is not. No and you can't prove a goddamn thing. <laughs> I got Love one. that guy. Yes. Can you take after your father, please, and your I poor mother <laughs> that you didn't get a chair for at the art gallery? I, I mean, I, I still can't get over He's, that. They're um, very high bars, too. Wait, his dad, too? I thought it was his mom. No, his mom. But Oh, okay. Yeah. They're there supporting, uh, supporting which, them. Which reminds me, FYI, on the 19th of this month at Rubino Tile, 950 Old Country Road in Westbury, Ray Longo. Yeah. I'm having another uh, I exhibit. will be there. Of, yeah. uh, of the I'm, work I've done my on calendar. tile and marble. I hope Love to it. see everyone there. Rubino Tile, Westbury. Locked Rilo, in. Ho, 
You've gone I to two I already. I swear to God, if we if we find out he grabbed even a penny from Rubino Tile, <laughs> I say we hang him up by his neck. <laughs> no, 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 that's where it's going to be. Rubino Tile. Say it again. I've heard that 18 times. All right. No. All right. Somebody contact Here's Mr. A, no. Rubino, please. If, want... if he has, then we will we'll put the bare knuckle experiment <laughs> right not. here. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Any advertisement. Where was it again? Rubino Tile, 950 Old Country Road, Westbury, on the 19th of this month. Before, Ray Longo will be there. If anyone wants to come in, take a picture. Wow. Mike Rick will be there. Holy come shit. Come in, take a picture. Steve Maraboli charges hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he will be there. And still. And still. And even he got a dinner. <laughs> so before we go, let's uh, let's finish with Jessica. Jessica's a, a local Long Islander, so I get there. Jessica Evans, she writes in through our MMA and Beyond.com site. She writes, uh, what's the best piece of advice you've received? Uh, and, and what's the best advice you have for, for life in, in general? I'll start with you, M.T. Resig. I'll tell you a great, great piece of advice that I got, mm -hmm. okay, when I, was a, when I was a young man. I had an older cousin, and I was, uh, uh, I remember I was, I was uh, dating my wife, and we were talking about it. He says, Mike, I'm going to tell you something. He says, what you don't like about her now will never get better. If you're lucky, it'll stay the same, but most likely it'll get worse. Mm. And if you can live with that, and you love this woman, that is the person. And I will say for my wife that she is absolutely the best. There is nothing that uh, that she does that uh, that upsets me. And I love you, my sweetheart. There you go. You know what? Wow. I gotta go. Wow. I'm gonna go with that is really nice yeah. because uh, I don't think I could ever feel that way. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think that's outstanding. <laughs> Poor Jean Marie. Really is very oh nice. Oh my God, Truly. poor Jean Marie. Sweetheart. Jean Marie, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, what you got, brother? Good advice? advice? Yeah. That I've gotten? Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. My mom advised me to lose some weight, and my dad advised me that I move out of the house. <laughs> That's the best advice we've all got in our lives. Fight, Jay. Uh, best advice was not from a person. We're it was sharing from a, with Jessica from yeah. Mineola, New York. Yeah, good question, Jessica. Um, it was on the back of an oatmeal packet. I was. <laughs> it, it, it's quite profound, actually. I was, oh, I guess about nine years old. I grew up a commercial fisherman. I made myself oatmeal at 3 o'clock in the morning. And on the back of it, it had a little guy lifting weights, like a silhouette of a guy with a smiley face lifting weights. And it said the best exercise is to reach down and lift someone up. This was many, many years ago. Now, the point to that whole thing is this. It's about gratitude. I've been a very lucky man. I've been blessed. I'm the result of great family and friends and nothing more. And so all I can do in life is to take the great thing that my God gave me, fitness, training, and do my best to give a little bit back to everybody else. So whatever it is you're great at, share it That's and, and give it to some other people. That's, that's the, it's on a packet of oatmeal changing me for the rest of my life. Wow. You guys have good advice. I can't really. Yeah. Advice. Well, I did Jenny Craig right after that. Don't <laughs> yeah, just don't worry about it. Now, interestingly, Steve Maraboli did a quote that kind of mirrored that, and it was quoted by the Pope, if I'm not mistaken. The Pope. Yeah. Sure. Is that, I still can't get over that. The, that the, this guy's been quoted by the, the big guy. Yeah, yeah, the best, yeah. the big guy. Ray Longo, advice. I'm going to give you something funny. Not, not funny, Great. but uh, very interesting. I, as a young kid, I remember if something happened, but... Uh, a buddy of mine, Mike Zborowski, had one of those crazy uncles. We were 12, 
No more than 12, 11 and huh. 12. So I don't know what the hell the guy was talking about, but he was probably about 25. And I remember him grabbing us and going, let me tell you something, you guys. You guys ever get married? Now, we're 12. When he goes, when you get married, he goes, I don't care what you do. Every Wednesday night, even if you have nothing to do, I want you to get in that car, go down the block, and just park it there for two hours. Now, this is telling this to a couple of 12-year-olds, <laughs> right? But his point was that when you go into a marriage, change is the worst thing. So it's like if you think you're going to be married for four years and you decide to start playing cards, you're not getting out of the house. I think that's <laughs> where he was coming from. So his point was start it off. I don't, if you have that's no right, card game like, to go to, that's a great go and idea. sit in the car in for a two hours. Now, to pretend you're for doing people something. that are not married, that might not make sense. <laughs> And, of course, that's for uh, Mr. White Picket Fence, who <laughs> loves his wife and all her, you know, it's not going to make sense. Uh, because you know what, you know what happens? Is what, we're not, what we're missing is Jean Marie gets in the car, and she goes and, she and goes. parks it. Right. <laughs> that's the part she we're goes, missing. Absolutely. But uh, I, not, I thought it was uh, interesting advice because how young we were. But I got to tell you, I never forgot that. It stuck with you. you know. But yeah. my old man was always big on you hang out with criminals, you're going to be a criminal. So right. hang out with the right crowd. And he beat that into me as, you know. And, well, you, know. you get a, you got a lot of advice when it comes from people who have been married. It's it's uh, it's the idea. Of, I remember reading the dialogues of Plato, because I'm that much fun, and and they would Plato one of his uh, one of his students was going to get married, and he said, uh, Yeah, yeah, go get married, man, go get married. Listen, if you marry the right one, you're going to be happy for the rest of your life. And if you marry the wrong one, you'll become a philosopher. <laughs> and so there's a lot of philosophy around marriage. Uh, and for me, uh, Jessica, thank you so much. Shout out to all Long Islanders and everyone listening. Uh, for me, it's, it's about participation. Jessica, if I've ever learned anything, it's about acting upon things. I was, I was raised, uh, if we're bringing up kid stories, where I noticed this to be true. I, my parents are Italian and Chilean, so I have two things. One, I can't stand still while I talk. And number two, I was raised Catholic. And so when, when you go to these churches, I remember uh, listening to the priest say stuff like, if, if, uh, if, if you're in financial problems, if you finances, listen, what you need to do is, is pray. And the windows of abundance shall be opened unto ye. Uh, uh. But Jessica, pay attention, behavior speaks. Then they hand out a basket. Because they know, wait a second, wait a second. If I need money, if I need help, I have to pray in the windows of abundance open unto ye. But you know, if you need money, you better hand out that fucking basket. Yeah. Exactly. And so, but I think so, what he was telling you was to steal from the <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So I learned, Jessica, from a young age that th so many things are beautiful and life can be beautiful, majestic, and poetic. But you have to be it to see it. So no matter what you want in your be life, Jessica, what right. you want for your relationships, for your family, for your health, you have to participate in the creation of that. We, uh, whatever you are spiritually, you are that whether you believe it or not. But what we do absolutely know is that you are in a three-dimensional, actually multi-dimensional world, and that you are subject to the laws of physics. If you want to create something, you have to be it. You have to be it to see it. If I give any advice ever, it's to participate. Dream, plan, execute. Yeah. Ooh, I love nice. that. I get chills. The yeah. great marabou. And yeah. let's not forget, really floss good. after every meal. Oh That's God. really you. That's your <laughs> email. Don't call me. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't do it. Think about cloning everyone. No, go back to last week's show. No, but Rubio on Old Country Road. He's a big believer in cloning. Rubino. Rubino. Get it right. He's getting paid a lot of money. He 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 he's not 
pro cloning. Uh, oh, okay. Chris, the producer, can you go back over the last five weeks? How many people he's plugged? That we want to do. A, <laughs> I, I do want to point 40. out. Yeah, at least I 40. do want to point out he's that got be, a new between car. us, we have <laughs> we have an incredible book uh, with Fight Shape. We have an incredible career and a gym and endless movies seemingly with Ray Longo. We have wow. we have me, I've written a couple of books, couple of movies, Just couple of things going on. None of us plug anything. Oh <laughs> Mike oh, has not stopped plugging from who he does that, his, his music you know to what he's I'm doing. I'm trying to instill upon you guys we gotta get we gotta get advertisers. Gotta get advertisers. Plug, 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 plug. We'll tell, uh, we gotta get advertisers because we wanna take this thing well, I get. get I got tell, tell you who the. I'll tell you who the first. I'll tell you who the first advertiser is. All right, it's freaking Rubino. You did the advertising. You, you did that. We're not showing up. He's the advertiser. We're not showing up. Folks, this is MMA and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brendan. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Thank you so much, Brendan. Brendan, you guys are knocked out. You guys are fantastic. You could you could hear Brendan on the Bunch of Savages podcast, and of course the Adult Baby Show, and also he does stand up around New York. I'm going to show you how the Italians work. I'm going to show you how the Italians work, Brendan. Next week, that's the name of our show, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Folks, this is MMA and Beyond. Thank you so much. Check out. MMA and Beyond.com. You can check out Ray Longo, Ray Longo MMA. I'm Steve Maraboli, Tony Fight Shape, Reggie, the Fight Side Guy, and of course MT Resig. Thank you, everybody. When you're yeah. par- when you're listening on the show, I put all the links and everyone's connections right on the iTunes uh, uh, thing, so you can click on it and check it out. Also, give us a five star review so other people can find the show. Thank you. This is your show. We're close to three hundred thousand downloads and after Woo! this week, baby. I might push us over the edge. You definitely, <laughs> you push somebody over the edge for sure. Yeah. Folks, this is I'll MMA and Beyond. Th- oh, wait, he's got right, something. Right. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Right. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. I love you. I love you too. Wow. Right. MMA and Beyond. Oh, we'll catch you next time.